Welcome to Beacon of Light, a show that examines and explores the unexplained and the curious. Join Marcus Leader and Jennifer Falah on a journey of discovery as they shed some light on a variety of spiritual, paranormal, and psychological topics. Their presence is really strong. Their their energy 
is really close to ours, so they're still able, sometimes they can even move things around, um, make lights flicker, um, and what they'll do is they'll come and, you know, console the ones that are missing them. And I, I see him doing that. And I don't, does somebody have chickens? Yeah, yeah, somebody does. <laughs> I don't know. There's something they about... They used to have chickens. I, I just heard something about chickens, which is random, so I had to ask. Yeah, so somebody did have chickens. Wow. That's kind of... It could even be my grandma that has chickens, or we went to... I started a new job, and we went to a restaurant where they had all kinds of roosters and everything. And I was like, man, I remember when grandma had these on her farm. So, I kind of, it was a hard day for me, so maybe he was there with me. Yeah, that's confirmation. Hmm. You know, that's confirmation when they give you me random information like that, just to tell you that, yeah. Um, yeah. He was there. I see him standing next to, like, um, he seems like he was kind of tall, so it looks like a chicken pen that's got, like, chicken wire and, um, boards and it's kind of like a square structure and he's standing next to it in the sun and the chicken would be my grandma yeah okay so he's been there and um, showing me that um, it's kind of hard for me to connect with spirit that they give me pictures like this it's hard for yeah. me to have a conversation with them when I'm on the radio because I'm distracted you know, um, yeah. when I'm talking. Can I, um, is he with a certain, does he visit a certain person more than others? No. Well, Grandma. And there's, I just got okay. an uncle, your uncle. Uh, do you have an yeah. uncle? I just, yeah.
Yes, that it's one. It's okay passed. if you don't get anything. That one passed. Yeah. And but um, she's okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was just an attempt to come in that didn't work, you know. And and that's somebody your mother already knows from home, from heaven. And um, but it also was part of her divine plan. It was some kind of lesson, you know. Um. Only she knows, or and her soul would know what that lesson is. Um, it's very personal, but yeah, not all of those miscarriages were like I lost 19 children. It was they were attempts um, to come in and be there with her. Some of them failed, and some of them succeeded, but they weren't 19 separate souls. Okay, good to know. Well, thank you so much for calling into the show today. And, well, um, thank you. You're amazing. Oh, thanks. You know what? And just grief is hard. I mean, I've been there. You just take it one day at a time, but just, you know, cry it out when you have to. But just know that our loved ones are with us, and they're never far away. And just keep moving forward one day at a time. Just progress forward. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much. You have All a right. blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that was, you know, sometimes when people pass away, everybody always wants to know if they're okay. And that's natural to want to know if they're okay. Most are. You know, someone being stuck or earthbound, um, for the most part, if they're a good, loving person, they're okay. You know, there are some who are dark spirits and, you know, uh, they go off in their own direction. You know, um, but for the most part, people who are loved and who loved go home. And it's a rare thing for them to have a problem. Even those who commit suicide, um, most of the time people who commit suicide is because of an illness. It's because of a mental illness or they were on drugs, or there was something that did, they were not in their right mind. And those who are not in their right mind to make solid decisions cannot be completely held responsible for that act. And so what happens is, is they, they go to level two of heaven, which is um, it's like going to a sanctuary. It's like where we get the healing and the counsel that we need that the souls need to let go of all those negative um, behaviors and thought patterns and illnesses that they've held on so strongly to, and they heal. And the reason they do that is because after that, and they move on to level three, which is where they that you hear about in all these near-death experiences where you see all the the loving reunions with loved ones and you you review your life, your most recent life. Well, people who are hurting and still kind of confused and in a, um, they're not in a strong mental, uh, spiritual place as a soul, they're not ready to go and look and watch that life again. So that's why they go to level two. And I'm sure, like even Robin Williams, what a wonderful man. The man had problems, and I'm sure um, that he is getting all the help that he needs in heaven because he was not a bad person. He was a good guy. He just had a lot of problems. And so I'm sure he'll stay there for however long he needs. It's not like a prison. It's like it's like the most beautiful, loving, understanding place you could possibly be. A lot of people that go there are just happy to be there. And... Um, Till at such time as they feel strong enough to review their life. So don't don't worry too much about your loved ones. And if you see them around the house and things move and the lights at the funeral home flicker and all that, <laughs> they're not a ghost, okay? They are visiting. Usually they shoot home, realize what happened, and say, okay, I gotta go back because I, I feel everybody hurting, and I want to be, I want to be there, and I want to be supported. I want to try and help as much as I can. And so they come back and they visit people, and they show up, 
And w right after they pass, they're usually their energies are uh, really close to the Earth energy, so they they can show up solid. They can do more things. Um, as the longer they are crossed over, um, the less they show up in full form. And I know that because of my daughter's experience with my husband when he passed. Because for like six months she was seeing him in full form. And for the first month or two after he passed, uh, he was doing quite amazing things around the house. Um, unmistakable signs. And like moving things. And, and um, so as time went on, say about a year or so, um, he still came around, but when she would see him, it went from a full solid figure to a little more less solid, then it was more like a, uh, a brownish shadow shaped like him that looked not dark, okay, not black, it looked like a sepia photo, you know, the old-fashioned black and white photos are just little brown and white, look like that. Uh, I know that because I saw it one day, I saw him one day out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, what was that? And she says, was it brown? And I said, yeah, and she says, you just saw daddy. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool, you know, <laughs> it was great, it was really great. So when, you, when, this, when these things happen, take them in as Take them in as, hey, now I know. Now I know that he passed or they passed and they're okay and they love me and they're coming back. And, they, and now I don't even need a phone to talk to them. I can just talk to them in my mind and I know they'll hear me. Okay, let's get to some of our questions before somebody else calls. Um, one of our questions today uh, that somebody asked is, from the angels in meditation? Um, and my answer would be yes. But, here's the but. When I was in meditation once, and I was talking to Archangel Gabriel, I wanted to know what it looks like when a soul is created. So what I was shown was the joining of, this is going to be really controversial, but I'm just going to lay it right out there and tell you what I was shown. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, everybody says that mother and father, God creates souls. Yes. That is true. That is true. Um, but I'm starting to think from what I was shown that there are occasions or those chosen whose love is so strong for each other that that bond, that intensity of love creates another soul. It would make sense as we are created in their image and likeness and, and supposed to do what they do. We do it here. So... This is something I want to look more into because I've always thought everything was all created at once and it gets very confusing uh, because um, because well, it's like everything's supposed to be happening at once. This is where I get confused. But I'm just going to tell you what I saw. I'm just going to tell you what I saw. So what I saw, what I was shown, were two souls so in love, so in sync, um, they could have been soulmates. I was getting that they weren't. Um, but they were uh, kindred spirits. And their love for each other was so intense, they were in heaven, that what happens is they merge. And when they merge, that intense energy and love creates these little bubbles that pop out little circles, and I was looking at these circles, and I thought, oh my God, 
they almost look like uh like yin and yang you know there were there were two bodies in there growing really really fast okay and what i was told is that then the angels come and they take these little bubbles of souls and they are taken to the creator they're nurtured they grow really really fast i mean they're taken to the creator and then they are named and they are nurtured until such time as they are ready to go off on their mission and do what they were created to do and it was very interesting you know i was like this is this is so different than anything i've been told um but it makes sense so from what i thought a soul is created. Um, love creates, hate destroys. And so it makes sense that an intense love like that would naturally create. And what is created from that is more love and more beings who will love. And so these beings are taken and they're nurtured and they're named. And then it's at such time when they're done developing, they split apart. So one's male, one's female. Okay? So yes, part of me does believe that the souls are created male and female. It's like it's like two beings coming out of the same egg. And that is what your soulmate is. It's the one you were created with and split apart from. We're going to get into that a little more uh, later because I'm asked that every day. When will my soulmate come? We'll get into that in a minute. But, okay, so these souls split apart. So as far as being male and female, yes, one is male, one is female. I do believe also that, let's say, a female soul could incarnate, have a life here, uh, more than one time, possibly many, many times, and does not always have to be a female. I do believe that female souls come in in male bodies and that male souls come in female bodies. And they, you know, they said, I'd like to experience being a soldier in the army, and I'd like to come in as a male. Or I would like to experience the the beauty of birth, and I would like to come in as a female. It all depends on what you choose to experience and how you would like to evolve from that experience. So, yes, I do believe there are male souls here in female bodies and vice versa. But I do believe that souls are created male and female, split apart like twins, and they go on their way. In heaven, home, wherever you want to call it, the other side, I, I like the term heaven because it's such a loving place. I think it's a very loving term. Um, these souls, most or some choose to stay together when they're home. Um, some love their soulmate, but they don't have that, 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 um, desire to be eternal mates. Sometimes they meet an, another soul, which we want to call kindred spirit, and the love and attraction to that soul is so intense that they choose to be eternal partners with that soul. And they can incarnate, come to earth, time and time again, and be with that person in different roles. A lot of times I'm sure they choose to be lovers, but there are times when I'm sure they just want to be near each other while they're here, and they can choose to be friends, or uh, brother and sister, or anything like that. See, love on the other side 
just because you choose to be someone's mate, you can also take a role here on Earth and be that person's mother or father, and it doesn't get sexual, okay? So put that out of your mind. Don't get all freaked out about that. Because true love is so intense and deep that it, pre it goes past all that. Um, so every day in my... Uh, group on Facebook, which is, by the way, almost about 13,000 people now. If you'd like to come join us, we do free psychic readings. Uh, we talk about a lot of things in there. We're doing a lot of good for people. And I also have a selected few other psychics there um, who all have their own specialties uh, so that we can reach out to others. And if you'd like to join our group, it's called Free Psychic Readings, Beacon of Light, and you can find us on Facebook. Um, so anyway, people come to me every day, and they want to know when is my when am I going to find my soulmate in life? And I think there's a lot of confusion when it comes to that phrase, that that name, soulmate. Um, you may not have planned to come here with your soulmate. From what I was told, um, a lot of them decide when, when, when you incarnate, usually your other half stays on the other side. Reason being is if you have a lot to learn in this life and you have a lot to do, um, unless they can help you with that, they may just be too big of a distraction. Because coming together with a soulmate like that would probably be so intense that you wouldn't want to do anything else. Except them. <laughs> you know, you just want to be with them and just oblivious to everything else you have to do. Um, sometimes people can handle it and they do come together in this life, but it's only um, if there is a good enough reason for it. Now, a lot more people um, meet up with their kindred spirit. You have many, many kindred spirits. People you've married in other lives, people you've spent. Everybody has their own soul click, and that's a group of souls that they choose to incarnate with over and over again and spend time with when they get back home. And when they incarnate here, they, they, they switch roles all the time. Like your daughter could have been your mother, and your father could have been your brother, and things like that. Well, a lot of times there are kindred spirits whose connection with you is so deep and so intense and so loving and so wonderful that people choose to incarnate with them over and over again, a lot of times in romantic roles, to marry them. And sometimes people choose to spend eternity with these people, with these souls, with the kindred spirit. Sometimes your connection to your kindred spirit is so strong that you don't really want to leave. You know, when you go home, you want to be with them, and you don't want to be with your soulmate all the time. Not everybody does. So either one, don't think that a, a kindred spirit is any less intense or loving than a soulmate. It's just the soulmate is just the one that you were created with, like like twins. Um, from what I got, from what I heard from the angels, I don't choose to be with my soulmate over there. I choose to be with my kindred spirit. And it's like uh, when I'm home, it's like a, um, what do they call it? Eternal partner is what they called it. Um, so I guess when I split with my soulmate, I we both had very important things to do, and he went off in a different direction, you know. And, of course, there's no ill will. There's no uh, jealousy. There's none of that. There's none of that over there. Um, it's just it is what it is. It's what if you were to say to your soulmate, you know, I love this person so much, I, I choose to be with them. They would be like, I'm happy for you, and I want you to be happy. And, and without being – without all the human negative emotion – um, they would be, that's wonderful. And there would be no, you know, no ill will at all. That's what I've learned from the angels. 
Um, another question people ask is, um, and a lot of people have their own opinions on this. This is just mine. Just my opinion. Angel sexes. Do the angels, um, not do the angels have sex? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, <laughs> are they male or female, or are they male and female, or do they have no um, sex? So, from what I've experienced and what I've been told, the angels were created in a similar way to the humans. That they were created in a duality like we were and then split apart like twins. So a lot of people say, no, the biggest one is Archangel Gabriel. You know, oh, Gabriel's a girl. No, Gabriel's a man. No, Gabriel's a girl. He's both. And not in one entity. Everyone thinks it's all in one entity, like he turns into girl and then he turns into... No. From what I've seen, I've met both standing next to each other. And... Um, very interesting because I, I didn't know I kept asking the same question you know do you have a female counterpart or how why do people think you're a woman you know why are you wearing a skirt because <laughs> he would show up and he's dressed it's dressed like a Roman soldier or a Roman or a Greek soldier you know with this um, skirt I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute but we have another caller hi you're on the air with Jen what can I help you with today? Hello, you're on the air with Hello? Jen. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Who am I speaking to? Lee. Oh, hi, Lee. How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. What was your question today? Thanks for getting to be hectic for me. So no matter like how much I try, it's still never real. Things have been hectic no matter how hard you try. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It's, it's a child question. What's going on? Yeah. It's going bad. Well, I don't think they're going to win. I think there's a lot of fear, fear tactics going on. He has what? I'm sorry, can you talk a little slower, maybe more clearer? He meets with the other party, like, I would say, maybe once or twice a week. And the other part being? My daughter's father and his family. going to affect her, and if you guys cannot do it, 
come to an agreement and an understanding between the two of you for yourselves, you're going to have to do it for her because she's going to start having emotional problems when she gets older. That's what I was trying to tell them because I've been, you know, trying to work with him, but it's, it's his family that's mainly taking over. Like this, this person named Sharon Goldman, she's taking over, and she told another family member that she wasn't going to stop until she takes my daughter. So it's her. Me and him are not fighting. We're coexisting. Okay. It's just I well, don't like the coaching that they're doing. Well, you know, the judge is used to this. People can jump up and down and scream and yell about all they want for as long as they want, but unless they have some con something concrete that is a danger to the child that you are doing, they're not going to take her from you. So uh, what I would suggest is to back up from the drama of all of it and to stop being personally involved in what, who said this and who said that every day and just focus on being the best mom you can be. He's with another woman, and he is not coming back. Oh, no, I'm not. I know, that's, I know that's in there somewhere. I know that's in no. there somewhere. And I think that's what keeps you um, stuck in all this drama. And I know, you know how terrible that is to know that somebody's talking, saying this about you and that about you, and it's a terrible, terrible thing. Really, you need to rise above it at this point because at sooner or later, they're going to sink their own ship. They're going to look bad because they're digging this up and digging that up, and it's nothing. It really comes comes out to be nothing concrete. And you're over there staying above the drama, taking care of your child and taking care of your business. And that's basically what you need to do. So what do I do about the coaching? About the what? The coaching. Because that's what they do on the visits with her. They tell her to say it's never like you. Well, she's so little. How old is she? Like, like, two and a half. Months? Huh? She's two and a half. Okay, yeah. You know what? <laughs> when their children are that young, they're parents. They'll say anything you want them to. You know? Um, my brother used to come over and, and, and thought it was hilarious to make my youngest, my oldest daughter say anything that he wanted her to say. And I was like, you know, that's great, but. Um, you know, they'll, they'll do that. And, and the judge is going to see through that because of her age. She is not old enough to say, uh, to know what's good for her. Okay. So they're recording her and they're telling her to say she doesn't have stories. And if she has stories, they're telling her she doesn't like to come home with me. But she never mentioned any of that to me. It's only when she goes with them. There is no two and a half year child who does not want, to, does not like to be with their mother. I mean, as I would say that would be extremely rare. A two and a half child year old child um, is going to forget most of anything just to be with their mama. And so, I don't think that's going to stand up in court. Okay, that's good because that's what they were using. That's that's why I was scared because I was afraid the judge would
I'm not really getting a time period on that. I see this going on back and forth for another year or so until she's like three and a half or close to four. But I don't see her leaving you. Okay. So what do I do about the Because I guess you know, play from girl to girl, so I don't deal with it anymore. Um, like I said, you know, like I said, all I, all you can do is rise above it. All you can do is be above the drama. You know what? Stop talking to him unless it concerns the welfare of your daughter or your case. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for calling in, and I wish you the best. And I, you know, you can reach me over there on, on the Facebook group. Yes, I know. All right. You know, thanks so much, Lee. And you have a good okay, day. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. get back to our questions. We only have a little bit of time left. So, um, oh, we were talking about angel sex. You know, I love talking about angels. That's cool. Okay, from, from what I know, oh, looks like we have another caller. Hi, you're on the air with Jen. Who am I talking to? Uh, Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi. What can I do for you today? Um, I've just had a lot of bad things happening lately, and I was just wondering, like, what is your opinion on that? Okay, honey, um, I'm getting a lot of negative energy here. Um, are you having any paranormal activity in your home? illness? Um, not really, no. What about your lungs? Um, yeah, he's got cancer. No, I, I'm talking about your lungs. How are your lungs doing? My lungs? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. Okay. Okay, that's manageable. Um, okay, I, I'm seeing a whole bunch of shadows um, around you. And are you a member of my group? I am, yeah. Okay, can you please private message me so we can get rid of those bad guys? I, I think I think you got some around you. And I think you would benefit from a cleansing type of healing, yeah. So, private message me over there and um, uh, I and some of my psychic friends over there will will get you straightened out. Um, a lot of bad luck. When you say bad luck, um, what, what do you mean? Um, I have the stuff pull on me from the thing. Um, I And what kind of stupid things? Um, people are looking at me because, um, they think my daughter has a Okay. But you really realize that your behaviors are not where they should be. Correct? That you could be doing better in all areas. Yeah, I just realized that was me. And there are reasons that led people to believe that, correct? Yes. Okay, so we can't just assume that everything happens to us. We have to, at some point, accept responsibility for our own behavior. And at this point in time, I think it would be a good time to do that and also get an energy cleanse and also 
possibly an attachment removal done because I'm, I'm feeling it hard over here. I'm getting pain in the side of my head and I can just, I'm just feeling hanging around. Okay, so why don't you, why don't you contact me at our group and private message me and we'll see what we can do to get rid of that. visiting from home is a is a divine thing and is a high vibrational energy and a loving presence it is not what I'm feeling right now okay um, an attachment would be a negative entity that is like an, a leech that drains your life force and your your energy and can mess with your life and can um, make you ill and get those from any number of places they float around everywhere everybody's subjected to them some people get them attached to them and they start to get ill they start to have problems in their life or they start to get addictions and I've seen it many many times and I've done it so often and come across it so often that as soon as I speak to somebody or see their picture I can feel it now and right now I'm feeling it pretty strong from you and it's not anything to be ashamed of, and it's not anything like, oh, you're a bad person. You got no. It's like it's like, hey, you got a leech on your back. That's why you have that pain in the middle of your shoulders. You have a leech on your back, and it's kind of like that. And you know, we as humans don't see all the, the psychic things or the, the spiritual things that are going on that influence our lives. We also don't see all the angels and the guides and the, and the loved ones coming in to help us turn in a positive direction. We know that they're coming in. We know they're helping us. Well, there's also those that don't help us and that drain us. And sometimes that happens, and getting that removed uh, can be beneficial for you so that you can turn in, turn in a positive direction and start to heal. Okay, so send me that message on Facebook. We're just about out of time, and um, I do have another caller. So thank you so much for calling in, and I will speak to you privately later. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Hi, you're on the air with Jen. We've got about five minutes. Who am I talking to? My name is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. What question did you have today? Um, so I can ask you anything. Uh, no. <laughs> Not any, well, sure, go ahead. What do you want to Okay, um, I wanted to know when I will find my happiness. And that was the next question I wrote down on my list of questions that people ask me every day. Really? Yeah, and I, you know what? I'm going to say this because I'm short on time, and if you, you will only experience as much happiness in your life as you will allow into your life. Happiness is a choice. Yes, we have things that happen to us. Yes, not everything is good in our lives. It's how we choose to deal with and move forward after those things happen in our lives that allow us to be happy. So, for those asking, when will I be happy? Let's first ask, why are you not feeling happy now? And a lot of people will jump in and say, well, so-and-so did this, and so-and-so did that, and I don't have this, and I don't have that. It's all about our perspective and the way we choose to view things in our life. We can either focus on every negative thing in our life, everything we lack, and every problem we have, or we can say, well, I have a roof over my head, I ate today, I'm clothed, and my children are healthy, and I have every reason to be happy. There are people who have next to nothing that are the happiest people in the world. Why? Because they choose to look at the positive side of life. 
people who have been through terrible relationships. I've been cheated on. I have been abused. I have been this. I have been that. And I can't trust anybody. And I don't, I don't know why I'm not happy. Well, yes, we've all been hurt. Yes. But, uh, but people need to move on. You need to leave it in the past. If we continue to obsess about what happened in the past, we're not living in the future and we're not moving forward. You have to say and make a decision. You know what? That does not define me. That that happened to me does not define what I am deserving. And I choose to be happy. I choose to let that love in. I choose to let down those walls. And I choose to move forward to my happier day. And I will get there. So people want a time period from you. When am I going to be happy? When are you going to let yourself be happy? That's when it'll start. Okay? I agree. Okay? So just think about that. And, and when you start to think negative, I can't be happy because of this, and I can't be happy because of that, dismiss it. Dismiss it. That's not true. That's lies. That's lies the dark side will tell you to keep you miserable, and they love it. I you agree know? with that as well. You know? Um, you know, if you were going to stand in front, if you were going to stand in front of God today and ask him to list all the reasons that, that for you to be happy, what would he say? What would he say? What would Jesus say? What would whoever you look up to say? Why do In order I have to, to be, be happy? happy? Yeah. What are the reasons I have to be happy? List them and remind yourself. My son. There you go. Do you know how many people would love to have a son? Find your happiness in your son. You know, thank you so much for calling in today. We are out of time. Um, well, thank you for everything. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, too. And I hope you move forward in a positive direction. Alrighty. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks so much, everybody, with be for being here with me today, for all that called in. Um, uh, to Beacon of Light. Uh, we will be here same time next week. And if you'd like to call in, we will be taking more callers. Good night.